Again, okay, let me say this. If you're a guest this morning, we don't normally do service this way. <laughs> so it's a little different. And, um, and all of the other pastors are out of town. So Paul and Ginger are in Africa this, this morning. And Pastor Greg is on his way to uh, Dallas to fly out to Washington for the week for a bank conference. So, yes, yeah, so they left me here. And I said, guess what? Holy Ghost, let's do something different. And so it's okay to do something different. We need a little different in our lives. I don't know about y'all, but I get, I'm a routine-oriented person. And Greg Lee is not, okay? And so when God put us together, that was a huge adjustment because, you know, I'm a school teacher, you know, by day, and that's very much a part of my personality as far as who I am. I'm a very much a type A person and that I want things to be done orderly in a timely fashion, okay? And so when the Holy Spirit says, oh, we need to do something different, I'm like, okay. (laughs) Do it, Lord, because I know that when he tells me to do something a different way, there's always a reason for it, amen? And so last week, the youth um, were at camp, and they came back all fired up. Now, I'll be honest, y'all don't look as fired up this morning as you did last week. Yeah. So when my kids came home, they, they literally like vomited in a good way everything that had happened that week. And I, yeah, it was like everything. And they, they and, and mama cried, and then mama cried again, and then Sunday morning mama cried again, you know, and, but they told me all of what had happened, and the first thing I told them, I said, now, now, you're in for a battle. And the battle is a battle to maintain what you were given at camp. To maintain what is called a spirit of faith. Our kids were exposed to the manifest presence of God. And I loved it because Joseph called it God, or uh, would you say, Camp God. It was Camp God. And he said he didn't think Camp God was the same God as church God. He just kicked back. So he didn't know that God is God is God. Yes, no matter where we're at. And so the, the fight now is to make sure that, that all of those deposits that were made are continuing to be released day after day and week after week, yes, to be actual disciples like Devin talked about. And so the battle, it's not a bad battle, it's a good one. All right, we're going to go to my first scripture. And by the way, today is called an inside-out service. And Stephen forgot to say that earlier, but that is what it is. I know, it's okay. You probably did say it and I didn't hear it. So everything's been a little different. We started service five minutes later than normal. Uh, Let me tell you why we did that. Because usually you are still out there talking and drinking coffee. (laughs) The worship team standing up here like, we're ready to praise and nobody's in here. And so we started five minutes later. And it was a little awkward though, wasn't it? It was just a little awkward, just a little different. Yeah, just a little different. And so, you know, today is inside out. We're going to do things just a little bit differently. But I want to look at this first scripture. You can pull it up for me. 
1 Timothy 6, 11 through 12. It says, but you, O man of God. Okay, that, that is every person in this room that knows Jesus as their Lord and Savior. It's not just men, it's women too. It was a blanket statement, okay? So, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Now, before that, in verse 10, and you don't have to back up, Charles, he goes through all of the evil things that he wants us to flee, okay? And in verse 12, it says, fight the what? Good fight. So there is a fight that has to take place in the spirit, but the fight is not a bad fight. It is a good fight. And look at what it says after that. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called. And I love this last part and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Youth, last week you gave your testimonies and you confessed, you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Who was here last Sunday? Okay, so you heard. Now, I know not all of you could hang (laughs) until the full duration because we were here till one (laughs) o'clock and I know not everybody was able to hang that long. Who hung that long? Pat your back because because you the OGs that's right because I'm telling you those testimonies at the end were just as powerful as those testimonies that were at the beginning those kids that stood up at 12:45 had just as much to say as those kids that got up here at what time was it I don't even know yeah it was it was early but these kids in for a fight Just like adults, we are in for a fight. And we know that in Romans, let's go ahead and go to Romans. Y'all know I'm going to pull up a whole bunch of scriptures today because I just love the word. Romans 12, 2, we all know the scripture. Don't be conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, I want to talk about those two words real quick, conform and transform, because I want to know the difference. If God says don't be conformed, but be transformed, then I need to know the difference between conform and transform. Yes? All right, so conform means to be in agreement. So let's think about that. Don't be in agreement with the world. It means be similar. Don't be like the world. It means to take the same shape. Don't look like the world. It means comply, obedient. Don't be obedient to the world, okay? Y'all see what I'm saying? All right, but be transformed. To be transformed means to change in composition. Ooh, isn't that good? But I want you to be changed in composition by the renewing of your mind. It means the outward appearance. Your outer man should be transformed to reflect your inner man, The outer man should be transformed in such a way that they can see what's taking place inside our heart. Because we know when we make Jesus Christ the Lord of our lives that his spirit, our spirit, come together. Who was here for when Pastor Greg did the Kool-Aid thing with the spirit? Some of you were. Okay. Some of you weren't. So y'all think about taking Kool-Aid, mixing it up with water. Can you separate it? No. Just in case you were wondering, you can't. Okay. (laughs) You can't. All right, once it's mixed all together, let's say it's red Kool-Aid, 
it's going to be red, right? The water's now red. It's not changing color. So it's done. And so everything that God is, who he is, his character, has come into oneness with our spirit. So we are now joined together. We are one. So our heart has been transformed, but sometimes our body does not look like it. Right? (laughs) Sometimes the way that we behave does not reflect the transformation that has taken place on the inside of us. So I'm going I'm to pull out a little science for a minute, okay, because I'm a science teacher. All right, so let's think about the word transform also means metamorphosis. Okay, we all know that word. And when y'all hear the word metamorphosis, what do y'all think of? Butterfly. Everybody says butterfly. Okay, so a caterpillar becomes a butterfly, right? So in that process of that caterpillar getting inside that, that little cocoon forming and that caterpillar's on the inside, and I, I had to... I haven't taught biology in a while, so I had to, like, look, look this up. But I read it somewhere, and I made sure it was right. The enzymes, which are proteins, guys, are in there, and they are literally digesting. The caterpillar is digesting parts of itself that are no longer needed. So in the process of transformation, there are parts of that caterpillar that are literally being digested and removed, taken out. Because again, we've become, let's, let's correlate that to us. We are a new creation, right? Old things have done what? Passed away. They've been digested, okay? Now, when something's digested, it's broken down completely, and then it leaves, <laughs> Okay? It's gone. Now, I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty with the human body, but y'all know what I'm saying, right? Pastor Graves here, he'd probably say it, but I'm not going to say it. So, it's digested. Now, there are things that are left that the caterpillar, as a butterfly, is still going to need. And so, when it goes through that process, here's what's really cool. Do you think the DNA of the caterpillar is changed in any way? Yes or no? Who thinks yes, the DNA is altered? Good. You're right. No, it is not. So the DNA for that caterpillar is the same DNA as the butterfly that is going to come forth after the process of transformation. Who that caterpillar is or who that butterfly is has always been part of its nature. Always. But it wasn't until a point in its life, a point of maturation, that that caterpillar was ready to make a complete transformation. That caterpillar is ready to become a disciple. That caterpillar is ready to become a butterfly. Now, we have all been through this process and are in this process right at this moment, yes? We are constantly being transformed, guys. It doesn't just happen one time. Because notice it says in Romans 12, 2, it says, by the renewing of our what? Of our mind. Now, I don't know about y'all, but my mind gets crazy sometimes. And my mind might be in check one day, and then the next day, my car breaks down, which, by the way, it did. And then, it's not, it's not in check. And it starts thinking, well, what am I going to do now? How am I going to pay for that? What's the next step? Or is that just me? Okay, I'm just making sure. 
So that's when I've got to do a check, and I've got to check my mind, because the Word says that my mind should be transformed. So um, I've got two little guys I need to pull up with me, Lewis children, if y'all will come forth. I'm going to borrow the Lewis children to further explain this. Let's go ahead and pull up Ephesians 4, verse 21, Charles. Okay, so this is for youth, and this is for adults. What we are doing is we are trying to keep the precious gifts that God has given us and prevent the world from stealing them. We are trying to make sure that we keep ourselves in this continual process of transformation. So we're going to read a scripture, and then I'm going to use y'all, okay? All right, so Ephesians 4, verse 21. Y'all look with me. It says, since you've heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, youth went to camp. They learned the truth of who they are in Christ. They got excited. Let's keep going. Verse 22. Verse 22. (laughs) That you, everybody say it with me. What does it say? Put off. Now, what does it say to put off? Concerning your former conduct. That sounds a whole lot like old man, doesn't it? Put off. Former conduct, old man, it says it right there. Now, who does it say has to do that? We do. It doesn't say, oh, when you go to camp and you get touched by the Holy Spirit and he tells you who you are and he shows you who you are and he gives you vision for your future that no more are you going to have to battle this and you're never going to have to worry about that old man again. I wish. I wish it were that easy, right, Megan? I mean, I wish, but that is not the way it is. Because here's the thing about God. He is a gentleman, and he doesn't want to be a dictator. I told somebody this the other day. He's not going to take his hand and literally insert it into our mouths and make us say or do anything. We are not his puppets. We are his kids. We are his children. How... I know there are times, parents, you want to slap your kids upside the head and make them do stuff. Like, we literally want to be able to make them. Very few times does that work. (laughs) And I'm not saying we cannot, especially when they still live under your roof. But when they get to be adults, guess what happens? You don't have control. And that's when you just got to hand them over to God and say, Lord, I love you and I trust you. Yes? All right, so let's look at the rest of this. All right, so throw it off, it says, concerning your former conduct, according to deceitful lust. Go ahead, Logan, have a seat. 23. <laughs> Go ahead, Logan, it's all good. Go ahead, Morgan, sit down. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Keep going. Sounds a lot like what we just talked about, transform, verse 24. And it says that you do what? Put on who? New man. So it says throw off who? Old man. And put on who? And who is it saying to do it? You, us, me, we do. And it says, according, which was created according to God, the new man. Your new man was created in the image and the likeness of God. In true righteousness and holiness. Okay, so now y'all stand up. All right, so, you know, you guys that know me know that God speaks to me very simply. Okay, and he always gives me some visual. So there's two ways that we can be transformed. We have a choice, right? We can either put off, throw off, or we can put on. And so we can either do it the world's way or God's way. 
okay? So you're going to be the world. Hold that up, Logan. <laughs> all right, so Logan is the world, okay? And I don't know if y'all can see all that. All right, and you can see these are all things that the world will put on us, okay? And I'm going to read them. Lack. The world wants to see us in lack. The enemy wants to see God's children suffering lack, whether it is financial, whether it is emotional, whatever it may be. Anger. The world is ticked off and mad (laughs) all the time. Loss. Grief. Okay, a lot of us are going through loss. We've experienced loss, and loss is, is painful. Fear. Lawlessness. Hello. Uh, we were talking about something in prayer this morning. There's just some crazy stuff that's happening in the world. Really weird things that you wouldn't expect to be hearing about or seeing. Stress, right? Stress. Busyness. The enemy wants us so busy, that, and that's, that's where he tries to get me, so busy running and doing things that are seen good that I'm not taking care of the business God is asking me to do. Lies, images. Now, teenagers, that, that one is for y'all. It's for us adults too. Social media wants to paint a picture of perfection that no human being can attain. There's only one that's perfect. His name is Jesus. And so there are all these images being thrown out there, images of pornography, lust. All of these things are being thrown with the internet in front of our faces, even more so than ever before. You guys that were around before the internet, raise your hand. You had to go look for a book to see those things. Yeah, I'm old, Joe. About to be 50, yeah. All right. Substances, when I say substances, things that make, that supposedly make us feel good. Now, that can be food, (laughs) y'all. I mean, it can. It can be food. It doesn't have to be drugs, alcohol, those other things. It can be food. Um, Chaos, disorder. Okay, these are all the things that the enemy wants to place on us externally. All right? And so when the enemy tries to transform us, This is what he does. Logan, I want you to take that shirt, and I want you to turn it outside in. Outside in, Logan. Outside in. You're okay. Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) Yeah. Outside in. That was outside in. That was outside in. Where's the outside that I just showed y'all? It's now inside. All the stuff that was just thrown is now inside. Okay, if that's my inside, the enemy wants to affect my inner man. He wants to take all that stuff and affect me internally. He wants to take the stuff of the world and he wants to affect me in my soul, in my mind, in my emotions. Yes? That's the way the enemy works. Now let's look at the way God works. Okay, so Morgan represents God's way, okay? Morgan is God's way. And Morgan, y'all see on the outside, okay, there might be a shield of faith up or something going on. You know, she's got her full armor on, right? Okay, Morgan, I need you to do this God's way, and I need you to be transformed inside out. 
turn your shirt inside out. Are y'all getting it? <laughs> inside out. Inside out. Now what's happened? Everything that was inside is now outside. All the stuff that God placed in us in the fruits of the Spirit. Okay, and y'all see that all nine of them are up here. All right. Let's put up Galatians 5.22. Okay, y'all can sit down. Good job. Good job. That dog. Change that diaper. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Yeah, load the dishwasher. I'm going to say that at home. Okay. Galatians 5.22. Let's look at it. It says, the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. Now, there is a whole teaching on that. Travis has talked about it in Disciple Walk. I've talked about it before. I don't have time to get into that today. But there's more to this. But I find it very interesting that the very first word after love. Now, we know God is love, right? That is who he is. God is love. I find it interesting that the very first fruit that is mentioned after love is what? Joy. And so let's think about what we're talking about today. We're talking about how to take our inward man that God has created in his likeness and in his image and take that inward man and turn that inward man inside out so that all of these are reflected to the world. Jody said it this morning in prayer. We are not here for ourselves. We are here to bring people into the kingdom. That is the purpose of being a believer. And if I don't reflect this stuff on the outside, because guess what? People can't, they're only going to see my heart through this. <laughs> they don't have like, these little 3D glasses looking in my heart to see what my heart really is like. My outside person, what I say, how I act, okay, my mannerisms reflect this, what is inside. And that's the challenge, is to keep our inside, outside, and not allow the enemy to take the outside, inside. Do y'all get what I'm saying? We can no longer allow the enemy to do that. And it is so easy, youth. It's so easy because you came home, you got in Minden, and you're like, oh, Minden still looks the same. I'm different, but nobody else is. I'm different, but McDonald's is still right there. Sonic is still right there. Walmart's still right there. I'm changed, but my external world is not. And what God is saying, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the world's not different. Because we're called to change the world, Ava Martin. Yes? <laughs> yes. All right, so I love that the very first word that's mentioned is joy. And I think that that is a significant thing. Nothing in the word is insignificant. And so significant that, Charles, let's go ahead and put up John 17, 13. So significant that Jesus very clearly said to the disciples why he was here. 
And look at what he said. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world. Jesus was in the middle of the mess just like we are. It was a messy world. There was pain, despair, lack, all the things that you saw Logan hold up on that shirt. They were there. The enemy was walking around like a lion seeking who he may devour, right? Still doing that then. And it says, I speak them in the world that they may have. Now, the they is the world. The they are his creation. And he came so that they, me and you and them, (laughs) may have what? Not just joy. Whose? His joy. And he says that my joy could be fulfilled in them. So he's saying, I need the joy that I have. And y'all remember the scripture where Jesus is on the, and it says Jesus was on the cross and he endured, it's in Hebrews, he endured all of that for the joy that was set before him. He called us his joy. And yet, I'll be honest, and I'm talking to adults right now. And I'm talking to myself, because y'all remember this from the Holy Ghost. So he talked to me about this before he talked to y'all. And he talked to me a lot about this yesterday when I was frustrated about a vehicle. (laughs) We have, we do a really good job as we mature in Christ. I say really good. We do a better job of reflecting gentleness, kindness, right? It, It, you know, we don't have a hard time reflecting kindness, most of the time, because we understand that if I want somebody to be kind to to me, I kind of need to be kind to them, yeah. Uh, Self-control gets easier, I don't know, there's some things we still, right, food, yeah, it's, I I hate it, Um, yeah, I hate food, faithfulness, (laughs) faithfulness, Um, goodness, patience, peace, these are things that we, we don't have a hard time reflecting, or we have less of a hard time, I should say, But joy, we seem to start worrying about what is everybody going to think if I'm really happy right now, if I seem happy and I've experienced tremendous loss. What is everybody going to think when they know I don't have but two cents in my checking account and I'm walking around with a smile on my face? What are they going to think whenever my kids are not acting quite right? And I'm actually like, everything's fine and just great. It is tough. But that's what's called the good fight, y'all. That's going back to the good fight, is taking what's inside and making sure all of it, not just some of it, all of it is released outside. And joy is a big one. Joy is powerful, okay? I just want to tell y'all, in the Word, and I'm, I'm not preaching much longer, in the Word, Joy is, let me find it, it's a lot. Four, it's like 438 times in the Word of God. Yes, 438 times that the word joy or a remnant of joy, like rejoice, is mentioned in the Word. And so if it is mentioned that many times, then it might mean that we need to foster it. It might mean that we need to pay attention. And I don't know about y'all, the very first lie that I believe are told to us when we are their age is that believers can't have fun. It's not fun to be a Christian. You can't do nothing. 
You can't drink. You can't smoke. <laughs> you can't do all that stuff. But then they went to camp, and they experienced an unspeakable joy. They experienced joy that didn't come from this world. They experienced true joy, everlasting joy. And so the lies of the enemy that he tries to tell us concerning joy starts at their age, where peer pressure comes in. And then if we allow it to, it'll carry over into our adult adulthood, where we think, oh, that's just a little too much. I don't need to show how joyful I really am. And y'all, happiness is a choice. Joy is eternal. It's already in you. It's part of who you are. It's part of your DNA. Happiness is just an outward reflection of what is inside. And we can make a choice whether or not we want to be happy. There are days I make a choice not to be happy. (laughs) Is it just me? I mean, y'all, I have my days where I won't crawl up in the bed and have a pity party. I mean, seriously, we all, especially women, I feel like we have those days, okay? And so, but happiness is a choice. But that joy, demonstrating that joy, releasing that joy is so powerful. It is connected to so much in our life. It is connected to our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It is connected to our salvation. It is connected to the anointing. It is connected to our peace. There's a million scriptures on joy. I challenge you to look them up. Our prosperity, our health, a merry heart doeth good like what? Medicine. Joy is medicine for your soul and for your physical bodies. It is also associated with our boldness, our comfort, God's presence in his presence is fullness of joy. And so if joy is connected to all of that in our lives, I kind of feel like we need to take the time to make sure that we're allowing the joy inside of us to become a part of the outside of us. And that might be getting a little uncomfortable at times. Okay, kids, I want to ask y'all, did y'all see anybody run when y'all were at camp? Did y'all see people jumping? Okay, anybody do cartwheels or anything like that? (laughs) I'm just curious. You know, and I'm not saying you have to run. I'm not saying you got to roll around on the floor. I'm not saying all that. But there should be some outward demonstration of what we have experienced on the inside of our hearts. And we have zero problem doing it when we're at a football game. LSU, yeah, I'm sorry if you're not an LSU fan, okay? We have zero problem cheering on our children. We'll go slap crazy cheering for our kids if they're out there on that field or they're playing. You know, y'all know what I'm saying. Walk that dog. We will walk that dog. We will walk it. We will go crazy cheering for our children. Crazy. And we just seem to neglect and forget the precious fruit that God placed on the inside of us. He didn't just place, you know, gentleness and kindness. He placed a level of joy that he wants to see his children walk in. Because if the world does not see our joy level, they have zero reason to want to be like us. Y'all think about it. Do you want to be around people that are, are unhappy and depressed and sad and 
Are you drawn to them in any way, shape, form, or fashion? Now, I'm saying you may be drawn to them spiritually to pray for them, right? To minister to them. But to hang out and be their best friend? You want to go eat with them? <laughs> you want to go? No. And so what I'm saying is, we, this is the day, y'all. You know, earlier I said it's time for us to go deeper. This is part of us going deeper. You know, these kids are in for a fight. We're in for a fight. Our church family is in for a fight. But it is a good, good fight. But for us to be part of the battle, for us to get in the fight, we've got to be willing to be vulnerable. We've got to be willing to take all of the stuff that's inside of us to allow God to turn us inside out and do something completely different. Because whenever we sit in our comfort zone, whenever we do praise, and then we do our announcements, and then we do our offering, and then we do our worship, and then we do our word, we get stagnant. And we get stuck in our routine and our order, and we are creatures of habit, right? We are. We like our routines, but God needs us to get out of the routine. I need my worship team to come. All right. So, before we get up, because we don't get up again, y'all, it's a 10 after 11. I don't plan on us staying until 1 o'clock unless Holy Spirit wants to. But what we're going to do is we're going to do what we didn't do at the beginning. What did we miss out on? Praise. Y'all, and praise is the time to take all of these things from the inside that just sit lying around in dormant and turn them inside out and make our fleshly man do things sometimes they don't want to do. All right, so before we do that, let's stand to our feet. Stephen, y'all start playing. I'm going to read some scripture, okay? Okay. 